1991. Detective John March is hired by a worried wife, Claire Ward, to investigate the bizarre behavior of her husband, Charles Dexter Ward. What results is an increasingly strange set of occurrences surrounding a man in an obviously fake mustache, some employees who are far too good for their boss, and some very moist puppets in an underground library. This is the LV426 Degrees of Alien podcast, and this week we are talking The Resurrected. Hello and welcome to another episode of the LV426 Degrees of Aliens. I'm Andrew and I'm always joined by my intrepid co-host Jason. Hello Jason. Hey, sometimes joined multiple times in one night. God, I don't know what you're talking about. This is clearly the first time this is happening. Anyways, let's move right on to reports from the hive. The Predator comic is good. The Alien comic is still bad. Now, Jason, uh, are you ready to do our main topic of discussion today? (laughs) Is this podcast going to be 22 minutes long? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. This hour has 22 minutes. Holy shit. Like, uh, okay. Let's do what? it. Let's what? Do it. I, well, that that sums up my opinion on on the two things. The uh, alien podcast that ninety um, percent of the time hates alien content <laughs> and loves predator stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I love alien. <laughs> don't listen to this fool. Uh, but you know what? I don't like tonight's movie. Uh, uh, we are talking about Dan O'Bannon's The Resurrected. Listen, like I now. Oh. You're going to interrupt me already? Yeah, I am. Last time, last time we started this, he was like, oh, you didn't tell me why I was connected to Alien. And then I was about to do that. And then, oh, okay. Uh, no, last time. Last time. <laughs> when was this last time? When I we, mean. We recorded this podcast the first time. And right. Crashed. No, of course. Okay. Of course. Uh, I'm talking about a different uh, dimension, a different yeah. universe. Yeah. No, we're talking about The Resurrected, which is the only other film directed by Dan O'Bannon, who was, of course, the screenwriter for the original Alien. And uh, also, the original Alien has plenty of Lovecraftian themes, and this is a straight-up Lovecraft adaptation, and it shows. Uh, Jason, you were going to defend this movie? <laughs> well, I, I want to say a couple things, first of all. This is a very... It isn't... I went, I've definitely read the story that this is based on, because I have a bunch of... Lovecraft stuff, but it's been years. Um, this is based on the case of Charles Dexter Ward. I keep wanting to saying the strange case because there's like seven other stories that are exactly the same that start with like the strange case of whatever. And this story really follows the tropes of Lovecraft. If you think about, you know, Lovecraft has a very specific set of tropes aside from the racist ones that are you can see again and again in his novels, like this, these, this idea of like. Oh, your great grandfather was an ancient wizard and all that shit. Like this, that's that's all in here. When I mean, you're inheriting this and whatever, and that's sort of this story. The story itself, though, is actually really different than the movie. Believe it or not, even though it really feels beholden. If you're watching this and you haven't read the story, me, yeah, you would think like, oh, this is directly ripped off because it really follows those tropes. But it actually is much more like the story. This is based on is much more like written like a history. Like this is what happened to Charles Dexter Ward, right? There's none of this like detective stuff that's in this movie. Um, Real, see, that is amazing to me because the reason why I hated this so much is because it felt like a really boring, like it felt like something that would work on the page, but not in a script writing fashion. Sure. You know what else this uh, writer, um, the screenwriter wrote? What? 
Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh, Jesus uh, And it shows. <laughs> <clears throat> well, here's the other thing. Like, I don't really want... I, I feel uncomfortable picking on this movie about is that, like, six people have seen this movie. Like, this is not, like... It got a Scream Factory release. Okay. <laughs> not, this is a very underseen movie, and I do think there's plenty of problems with it, and we'll get into it. But I do think... You know, it's not that incompetent, and I do think there's some cool stuff here. Yeah, the last ten minutes. I think there's more than that. I think I think that after the flashback shit, and we'll get and talk about that, which I was personally rolling my eyes at. I was like, I don't want to see this shit. Which the flashback stuff is basically the story that H.P. Lovecraft wrote. I I like the last third of this movie. So we'll get into that. Well, well, we'll get into that. So I do want to talk about. So let's just. I mean. The racist uncle in the room, H.P. Lovecraft. I mean, we're going to talk about him. He is an uncle, though, and you have to sit down for dinner with him and accept his presence. (laughs) You have a different relationship with your family than I do. Uh, (laughs) I'm joking. You don't have to accept his presence. I'm joking. You don't. Okay. 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 Uh, No, but but what I was going to say is, uh, you know, uh, you have more experience with the writer than I do, I have a feeling. I've only yeah. read one story by him, and some things that were in that story made me not want to read more. I, I, it just, you know, it just, I, it, I personally, and I know people who can. There's this really great video by In Praise of Shadows, which wonderful. is this, this wonderful YouTube channel that is directly combating and looking at the racist elements of Lovecraft and really spot on, but also talking about what draws him to the material mm-hmm. nonetheless. And it, it really like, it's probably the best discussion I think I maybe ever seen on Lovecraft because it is a very, like it is addressing everything front on and then still talking about what still it like that the person finds appealing uh, about the material yeah and uh, you know that's a, a wonderful uh video and it will be in the show notes uh b- down below just for me it's uh, there's not enough for me there wasn't enough good stuff to make that uh element uh like it didn't capture me the way that it captures some other people and i think now I've, again very limited uh connection to lovecraft and i think i've only had a, a spattering of other lovecraft connections throughout the the years i don't think lovecraft makes good characters he's not interested in that yeah yeah and and i think that's probably why i don't like his stories as much uh like even like beyond because like you know there are uh you know racist movies that you know you will still find predator 2 for instance (sighs) yes predator 2 or you know the original king kong which has a lot of racist elements in it as well. And, you know, you will see me like kind of like defending that and quote unquote, not really defending that, but like <laughs> trying to address the the racism that is in it and also talk about what appeals to it for me. And I think just for me, it's like the Lovecraft doesn't have good characters. So I don't really like latch on to the sure. stories. And I think that's kind of what I have always found about Lovecraft. Cause you know, I, I think I've listened to a few like, horror anthology podcast because lovecraft is public domain they will occasionally do adaptations of and like which are just basically straight readings of lovecraft stories and that's what i always find is like oh yeah some of the horror is is well done in the atmosphere he's really good at setting an atmosphere it's just i don't 
have any connections to these characters or really are interested in their stories. And I think that's kind of where the, the disconnect falls with me for him. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the best way to describe Lovecraft, I think, is foundational, right? Like, I think if you get past a certain point in your absorption of horror and you've seen a lot of other stuff like the things that Lovecraft has done have already sort of been absorbed into other material in a way that what makes him interesting has already been done again and again and is almost like in the DNA of horror do you know what I'm saying well right there there, there is a reason why you have the term Lovecraftian right like right, there is right, a yeah. reason why that is put onto so many uh, other things and and the the mere fact of it is I would be lying if I did not really enjoy things that were very very influenced by him like i mean yeah. we talked about reanimator i like the movie sure. reanimator and that's a direct adaptation of one of his stories so well not really it's it's again it it does character like it, it focuses on character a little bit more it's also a comedy right it's all it's also it's doing a different spin on it right whereas h.p lovecraft i don't i maybe laughed three times in his life probably is my guess yeah not at jokes that you would want to hear ever told <laughs> <laughs> no no yeah, I mean, and that's the problem with characterization, too. Like, he's, like, you know, a dude that, you know, uh, is just a stiff guy. <laughs> like, not a social guy, you know what I mean? You know, watch the watch the, 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 the YouTube video and Praise the Shadows video for more about that stuff because, like, we're not going to spend a lot of time here, I think, talking about that beyond this because it's just, I don't know. Well, especially knowing that this isn't the, like, Knowing that the flaws of the movie are the flaws of the movie and not the flaws of the story. Well, I mean, there's plenty of flaws of the story. It's just really stiff, and you have to invent the characters, right? Like, sort of. Right, but, like, the way that it's written. Because, like, I had, I thought that the story was, like, a lady goes to a detective agency, and that's why there were, like, 17 flashbacks. And, like, is John Marsh even a character in the story? Not, not to my recollection. It's been years since I read it, right? Like, I just took a quick glance at it, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I remember this. But it, my recollection is it's just telling the, like, history of Dexter Ward all the way through, and there's, like, three characters, right? See, that's funny because I probably would like that more because I'm a history nerd, so that would probably oh would appeal God. to me more. Oh, don't, oh, my God, oh, me. Christ. Oh my um, god, me. I would like this movie better if it was just the flashback of people running around with torches. Okay, okay, sorry. No, no, no. When I say a history nerd, I'm just like uh, laying out of historical fact. It's not really like that, though. It's more like, let me tell you this story of the man named Dexter Ward whose grandfather what you know what I mean like it's oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah so yeah because like I didn't like the flashbacks in this movie either oh it's awful um and I and like to be honest it reminded me a lot of the Northmen which I hated I haven't seen so. that yet so I, I just want to say like I just want to come back to this really quickly and then we can move on from H.P. Lovecraft as a human being it's foundational in the sense that like I think if past a certain age as a budding horror fan you haven't read him like you're not going to get what you want out of it, right? But, like, if you read Lovecraft, I think, at a young age, a young enough age, it can it can be something that's, like, oh, sticks with you for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think that that, you know, and then you see the influences of that on other things, and it means more to you. Does that make sense? And then you're, yeah, and then you're voting Republican, and then, <laughs> you know, you're... <laughs> sure, Yeah. Correct. Yeah, because that's what I do. You know what I mean? That's, that's a direct corollary. Between... 
Um, but no, I mean, uh, I think that's a fair point. Like, I, I just don't think I actually think at a certain age, the racism probably just swept by me and I didn't realize it was racist, which is another problem altogether. Right. Like, that's a white privilege thing for sure. But like, I, I didn't even see it until later. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. a problem. Right. But it, I, I, all I got out of it as a dumb teenager was like, oh, here's these horror tropes. Here's this atmosphere that I really dig in this cosmic horror which I think a lot of other people got out of it as well. But I think you shouldn't come away from that saying, I love these aspects of it, and therefore I refuse to honestly look at the problematic elements of it, right? So that's all I want to end on. Like, you should be able to be balanced, which is, I think that video, the Impressive Shadows video, does is it's from a fan, right? It's somebody who's like me who is like, I love Lovecraft, it's foundational to me, but we have to be honest. And I think that's the right way to look at it, you know? Yeah, of course, of course. So let's get to the real meat of potatoes. I have a question for you. Ah, uh, yes. Two movies released near, near a few years apart. Pet Cemetery, 1989, The Resurrected, 1991. Okay. Who tanks the movie worse? Dale Midkiff's performance as Lewis Creed in Pet Cemetery, or uh, John Terry as John Marsh in um, oh. The Resurrected? Okay, John Terry, you might know as Jack's dad in Lost, right? Just in case you want. Um... God, no, I don't. Well, I can't stand Lost. Oh, I don't my know. God. Well, well, we'll fight about that another day. <laughs> no, we but... never will. We <laughs> literally never will. We will start a <laughs> Lost podcast. Or we'll, you would we'll, like... Minute by minute, rewatch Lost. You would Lost. literally have to uh... pay me. I would not do <laughs> Lost is a great show, by the way. No, it's uh, not, I'm sure. Despite some problems. But that's, that's you know, anyone who knows who he is. Uh, here's the thing. Right, I think un, inarguably, Dale Mickey's performance is worse. Disagree. However, um. I think that <laughs> Pet Cemetery has really saves itself in the final act. <laughs> right. Well, I, I I think Pet Cemetery is a much better. It's movie. It's a better movie right, in but, general. Yeah, but it has better source material. To, <laughs> but I don't think like the acting in Pet Cemetery I actually think is worse than in The Resurrected. Uh, I think, however, there's two, in general, however, Pet Cemetery has two incredible performances that almost sort of balances it out. The performance of Gage is legendary in your, mine, and everyone with the brain's favorite boy, Fred Gwynn, is killing it in that movie. So... And you know, and you know, if you actually buried Fred Gwynn in a pet cemetery, you would get Rob Zombie's remake. Of, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the monsters. So. Wait, is there a Rob Zombie remake of Pet Cemetery? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, Rob. Oh, Zombie's the, monsters. the monsters. Come oh. on. Oh, ah, you know, I'm trying to Lord. be a little, I'm a little uh, um, and, uh, We're dropping Pet Cemetery and going back to Resurrected. I just want to make that. I don't joke think out. that John Terry's. Uh, it's leaden, right? It's a very stiff performance, but, like, the characterization is stiff in this movie. Like, I don't think it's his performance necessarily as much as it is this is the performance he's been given. Now, that's fair. I do think, I do think, I ha I did get the feeling that the terrible performances were directed to be as such. Yeah. Um, and not in, like, an I ironic way. No, but they're probably matching Lovecraft style. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I I think you're you it it does nail like the reasons why I don't like Lovecraft is probably the reasons why I don't like this movie in a lot of ways because yeah. it's stiff. 
the only person in this movie, and I actually, you had some choice things to say uh, before we started this podcast about Chris Randon's performance, and I think it's fine. I, I'm not going to come for it too hard, but the only person who I'm really actually kind of invested in this movie is Robert Romanus as Lonnie Peck. Yes! Lonnie is a fucking G. Like, I love this fucking dude. I want to talk length about him. But I want to do Chris Sarandon first. Can we do that first? Yeah. And then no, of course, of course. Well, well, yeah, because now we can just get into the movie. But like, we're just talking about general overall thoughts. Uh, let's get into the movie as it is. What did you think of the lead performance, Charles Dexter Wolf? I, I want to preface this by saying, I love Chris Sarandon. Love the man. One of my favorite performances in any movie ever in Fright Night. You you always know, friends, you always know when someone prefaces that, like they're gonna they're gonna say something interesting. He's you know, I I think Chris Randon's a great actor. Like I really do. Like sure, I don't sure think... you do. Sure you do. I, I do. We, we I, all believe great it. performance in the Princess Bride too. Incredible performance. He's Jack Skellington. Love the man. Okay? Not the singing voice, but yes, yes. But he does the acting, the <laughs> voice acting, and that counts for something. You know what I, I mean? Know, I know. I love him, I and love I think him. he's fine in this movie. But he's not fine in this movie, but I do. I'm going to give him the same level of charitability that I gave John Terry, which is I think that he's being directed to act in the very stiff and ridiculous way. Would he is like? I would, we're just going to spoil this, guys. Like you don't. I mean, it, it's fine. You, it's fine. When Chris. When his character is taken, well, let's just say he's been taken over by um, an ancient ancestor, dark wizard, right? And he's this 18th century. Uh, <laughs> he's and his doing... teeth are terrible now. But <laughs> <laughs> he's doing this like 18th century, like proper, and it's intentional. Like they even call it out in the movie, but it is fucking hilarious. Like it just doesn't land. You know? Oh, it's going to be very messy or something. Like that. What did he say? It's going to be like, oh, it's going to be most unfortunate indeed. <laughs> yeah, he's being a real messy 18th century bitch. You know what I mean? Like, he's... <laughs> he's... <laughs> there are so many things in this movie where, like, so the end reveal. So we're just going to we'll get to the ending. Wait, do we have to hop to the end? Yeah, because this is the end of the episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done talking about this fucking movie. It's 20 minutes. No, we don't have to go there yet, but I don't think it makes sense. I don't think the ending makes much sense as to why the, this character would even get into the insane asylum. Like, oh, I don't well, understand. It's ridiculous. Yes. It's I don't silly. understand why that character would let themselves be in that position. Well, especially once we see later. Right, like all that. You know, it's all done for effect. You know what I mean? More than... I guess he was just waiting on his uh, on John Terry to show up. I don't know why John Terry's character is still doing this investigation after he finds out where, where her husband is. I'd be like, peace. You know, I did my job. Go fucking hang out with, you know, in the old barn with your ex-husband or husband or whatever he is. Separate. You haven't seen him in a year. Yes. I don't know. He was just hanging around after that. But, you know, I just want to say some things I liked about this, right? And Because then I want you to... Come at me, okay? Come at me, bro. All right. <laughs> Meet me outside. You know what I mean? Um, uh, it's catch me outside. How about that? Whatever. I'm old and white. I don't know. Fucking know any of these TikTok trends. You know what I mean? I know that's like six years old at this point. <laughs> that's Isn't not it? a trend. That's old as fuck. That just goes <laughs> no, to show. Look, uh, have you been? Have you been like? Uh, 
taken over by your 2016 <laughs> ancestor. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine if they make this movie t- like in like 20 years and think of like a 2016 version of yourself? Fuck. <laughs> oh my, I find this really on fleek. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sipping lean. I, I am a sucker for the mixture of hard-boiled detective horror story. Like, I, I just am a sucker for that. For that. I, I agree, by the way. I, I, I agree. I'm just a sucker for that, and I'm very, you know, and there's a lot of this. The first, the first third of this movie, I'd say, maybe even more than that, you know, is just that. It's not, not a lot happens. It's just, like no war shit you know very stiff very like a lot of it's a it's it's even a flashback to a flashback kind of oh deal um which is ridiculous but I, i'm i'm forgive that stuff probably a lot easier than you do is what i'm saying i don't well, think it's good i don't think it's great i think it's fine and i'm i can watch it you know what I mean? I, all. I, all I'm saying is, one, you're completely mis-selling me. I love film noir. I love noir. I I absolutely love the occult detective, like, subgenre. Yeah. Like, it's actually one of my favorites. It's not what this is, though, really. It's not. It's not. But it is like a detective that gets pulled into an occult situation. Sure. He's not an occult detective, but he's like... he Anyway, so, but... But what the problem is, the problem is what makes those great film noirs is snappy dialogue and two yeah. characters in an engaged, interesting conversation. Because it's not that I don't think that you could make a good version of what they're doing. It's that, like, again, it's intentional, as we've kind of talked about, is that it seems to be very intentional for the style of Lovecraft and we have seen Dan O'Bannon like <laughs> have very lively and expansive characters, right? Like, uh, you know, we just talked about Return of the Living Dead. So, like, he knows how to, like, get the performances he wants, seemingly. I'm not 100% sure. We have a small sample size, but we're one for one on that. Yeah. We're one, I'm sorry, um, we're one for two on that. And I, I, I think that it's just... I don't like the execution of it. It's not even that I don't like the direction because like, I don't mind the staging of some of these scenes. Some of the framing's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The framing is cool. I I think a lot of that is interesting. It's just that I find the characters and their performances like staring at a brick wall and it's just like, hello, I husband is gone. Oh, tell me more about husband. This Mm -hmm. is my, this my husband. He's gone. He's not really my husband. We've only known each other for a brief amount of time. I'm like, oh my god, where's fucking Lauren Bacall? Get her in here. I don't care if it's on like a gurney. Like, just get Lauren Bacall in here. Here's a spooky picture that looks like my husband, which is a very Lovecraft thing. I was told to fidget my hands in this scene, so I'm gonna <laughs> fidget a lot and a lot. And it's so funny because like you're like. It's so boring that you're kind of looking outside and being way more interested in whatever Lonnie Peck is doing. I'm like, all right, but like, what is Lonnie doing out there with the lady? Who's like, <laughs> every time Lonnie's not on screen, someone should be asking, "Where's Lonnie?" <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, boy, do they do my boy Lonnie dirty at the end of this movie. But we'll get to that. <laughs> I was mad. I was visibly angry. If you were with me, if we watched this together, I was fucking pissed. I can't believe they fucking did that to that dude. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what I'd compare this to, I think, is like Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions. If you've ever seen that movie. Yeah, and I fucking love that movie. But and it does Harry a lot DeMore of the same is... shit. It does a lot of the same shit with like the detective stuff taking up like a large portion of the beginning of it and like it. But what Lord of Illusions does is pepper in the horror elements much earlier. Like there's scenes that are like graphic and nuts and Clive Barkian, right? Like people just being like skewered and shit. And also I think that the, the characterization is really strong, right? Because I think yeah, I find a lot better. of the characters yeah. are good. I don't, there's some bad acting in that movie too, but I love that movie. I do. I really. Uh, I have a real I soft spot for that movie. Fight you to the death. Yeah, uh, you love Scott Bakula. It's well well documented that you're yeah. Scott Bakula's number one fan. Exactly. I, I definitely remembered he was in that movie. <laughs> He's the main character. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's Harry Devore, right? Yes. <laughs> I I don't view him. I just I'm just looking at him as Harry Devore. You know, he he embodied the character so well. Uh, he's kind of forgettable and bland in that movie. Um, yeah, I don't hate him. Right. I don't hate him as an actor. I mean, he's Quantum Leap. You know what I mean? He's 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 Quantum. Never seen it in the Quantum Leap. <laughs> That's not his name. I don't remember his name. As somebody does, <laughs> but but a lot of people do. It was a a lot of people show. remember that shit, but not me. He's Quantum. He'll always be Quantum to me. But no, I, I really, I think it's just an interesting comparison because they it follows a similar formula where it's like, no war, you know, backstory, right? Because you even get that in, in Lord of Illusions where they go back to the cult's beginnings, right? Right. Much more effective in that movie. And then, like, shit goes off the rails at the end. Like, that just follows that similar formula. This is just missing the first... I think you'd like this movie a lot more if you if the first half was, like, characterized better, right? Is that fair to say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I probably would like that a lot better. And when the things finally started to, like, get going, I was kind of already kind of checked out. But I, I eventually, you know, I got I got into it. I got into it. The last third, I was at least in. Yes, I love when they go to the Skyrim dungeon at the end of this fucking movie. You know what I mean? They're, they're yeah, fucking... I... I do, but I'm like, I look, I, I was like, look, I know you're doing a thing with the lights, but just somebody turn a fucking light My on, okay? My man, Lonnie, they are in this ancient library, right? <laughs> full of ancient wizard tombs, and my man Lonnie just lights up a marb light and just leaning over <laughs> these ancient fucking books and smoking. Like, fuck this bullshit. I'm like, you're my fucking hero. I love this man. When'd you start uh, smoking again? Right now. <laughs> no, it's basically like, wow, right after I stopped. Like, that's what it says. I fucking love that man. Um, he's the only character <laughs> in this. he falls into a fucking hole. Oh, God. We can get to that, okay? <laughs> but also, he totally tries to Lambert this situation. I love this man. Like, 20 minutes earlier, he's like, why don't we just fucking nuke this site from orbit? And no one will listen to him. No one does. No, you're right. I mean, that's what he's like. Why don't you own this fucking farm? Burn it to the fucking ground. Why do we need to go into this fucking place? Instead, they drag my boy into this fucking Skyrim dungeon and then drop him in a hole and let him get eaten. And then blow him up. 
They don't even check to see whether he survived or not. No, they don't seem to care either. They don't give a fuck um, about Lottie. This dude who's the most loyal, best worker, he's working his ass off for this dude. You're right. You're right. I still can't get over the fact that you mixed up Ellen Ripley and Lambert. No. Lambert's the first one that says it, but then Ripley says that we can't fit that many people in the pod. Come on. Nuke, you said nuke that site from orbit. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Aliens. Oh, I'm sorry. But she say, she does say leave the fucking ship and get in the pod. Is oh, what, well, is what yes. I was referencing. Oh, okay. So I'm you... just saying. I'm just saying. I was making the the. I was mixing those two references together, and I apologize to everyone. Okay. A true fan would Jesus never. Christ. I'm just kidding. I would never use that vernacular because it's cringy as fuck. Yeah, he just like falls down. I still can't get over the fact that he just falls down a hole. You don't even, like, you hear, like, weird sounds when Lonnie, like, slips down, but you don't even hear him, like, scream and, like, be like, ah! Like, He's probably just sitting just, down that hole smoking a cigarette with that just, fucking undead thing. He's sharing a cigarette with <laughs> And then it. they blow his ass up. <laughs> He's like, oh, what up, bro? I don't even think they, like, reported his death. Like, I don't think... No! <laughs> like, I, I don't even think cause, definitely you know, didn't. It's established that he like he's got relationship. He's like living with somebody, right? Like he, he and he cares about. Right, this, he this quit lady. smoking See? for his girlfriend. And it's like he's clearly got defendants, like people who he loves and love him. And then fucking now, like mommy, what <laughs> happened to daddy? <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. Ah, he fell down a hole. I don't <laughs> he know. fell down a hole with a gibbering, moist puppet ate him. <laughs> and then they blew him up. <laughs> These moist puppets, by the way, love them. I they love do them. look great. They love do them. look great. They do very, very, very much look great. They're just like and... 90% mouth and teeth, and it's fucking great. They look great. Yeah, it's always... Oh, interesting. So apparently that... Holy shit. Uh-oh. Breaking news. Okay. Uh, breaking news, but also <clears throat> like, wow. If you want to catch up on sleep, Dan O'Bannon's original cut ran it over two hours. <laughs> and the producers edited it down. What happened in those two hours? The recent Blu-ray collections edition of the film, which was released in Germany, contains a work print that runs two hours and 17 minutes. I want to get my hands on this and watch it. A longer what? introduction of John Mars and Lonnie Peck. Oh, okay. God. Extended and new dream sequences. Oh, my God. The dream sequence. I forgot the dream sequence happened, and I'm sad that I now remember it because it is dog <laughs> and, shit. And a romantic encounter between Claire and March. Oh, shit. They're cucking Chris Sarandon. <laughs> I cannot fucking believe there is a longer version of this movie, <laughs> which probably has longer periods in between seeing Lonnie. The curious uh, case of cuckold Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I do declare, man, that you are cucking me right to this very moment. Not <laughs> just both uncouth of thee. Unless this perhaps Charles was a fan, <laughs> then it is fineth with me. 
That's literally what Chris Rez is doing in this fucking movie. That's what he's doing. <laughs> oh, God. Can we... We so there's one character, a very important character we have not talked about. Wait, can we talk about the dream sequence first? Yes. Since we brought it up. The dream sequence is literally just flashing back. We're like 10 minutes into this movie, by the way, <laughs> when this flash, this dream sequence happens. And it's flashing back to the previous 10 minutes with a blue filter. That's the dream sequence. I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? Don't you want to see it longer, though? Yeah, yeah more of that. Holy shit, maybe it's red for a moment, and then it goes to yellow. Whoa, whoa, multiple colors. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> a man Raymond. We haven't talked about him. Spike, you mean? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't know why he calls him Spike. Is that okay. supposed to be a racial sl- slur? I I've never heard of? I don't know, but uh, this is the... If act- it is, I'm sorry act- I said it. <laughs> Excuse me, I've been canceled, but I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know, I promise. <laughs> That's what they all say. That's what they all say. Uh, this was uh, uh, a character who briefly appears. He's played by Patrick P. Pond. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he is uh, like an, an Asian actor. So immediately I was worried when he showed up in a Lovecraft movie. <laughs> One of the many races that he has interesting things to say about. Bad, bad things. He's racist. Racist man. Um, <laughs> we cover and. This. This character doesn't really do anything, and I'm not sure why he's in this. I movie. guess he's busy shooting up or something, because that's like all he's a drug addict. Well, he's a drug runner. But he, they said he has track arms, he track marks all over his arms. I, I guess. I mean, that, you don't get you track know, marks got... from just smuggling. You get them from shooting up. You know. I, I don't. I don't know. I um, uh, fucking I, Dexter Ward's got the smack, I guess. I don't know. I don't... Why doesn't Charles like do anything for Raymond? Like Raymond disappears from the movie. Raymond gets arrested for doing nothing. Raymond did. Raymond did nothing wrong. We don't know <laughs> that Raymond did anything wrong. <laughs> he, did, he just answered the door. That's all he did in this movie. He yeah, just he answered did. the door and stared at people blankly. He was like, "What the fuck do you want, Whitey?" <laughs> You and your curly mullet, get the fuck out of here! And he's Thank got you. like a like a like a, 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 a an eye that's like scarred, and I was like, oh yeah, they and they you know hit, take shots at that. Is that actor actually have? If so, that's really fucked up because they make like six references. Okay, let me take because <laughs> it does say he played Shredder, and oh, oh, that is fucked up. That is his actual eye. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's actually, like, really fucked up. Fucked up. The only case I can think of where people make reference to something like that and it works is, like, Young Frankenstein, right? Because that's obviously mostly Marty Feldman doing those jokes, right? Right. And he's obviously in on that joke, right? And he's doing it for comedic effect, and it's a brilliant performance. But this is—he's not making those references. He, he has no dialogue. He's just there. It's like they hired him to make take shots at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's that's really bad. <laughs> and he is like a pretty accomplished character actor. Like you know, he was—he uh, played Shredder uh, a, a, a in Annihilation. Times. Oh no, <laughs> Shredder is not. Oh, sorry, sorry. Annihilation, <laughs> sorry, but it sorry. was like in the equivalent of that for Teenage Mutant Turtles, which is the next generation. Oh, no. I thought it was a Christmas special. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of bad stuff. In the Jamaican <laughs> fucking <laughs> Christmas special, maybe. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, yeah, though, that's 
that's messed up. I feel bad that they it's fucked up that they just made fun of him for that because they make take shots at him. They like call him the eye and shit like that. What the fuck? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I hope he got paid enough. Like, damn. I, I don't know. Not enough, but he got paid, I guess. Well. <laughs> Love to my boy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked the skeleton at the end of the movie. That was cool. There's some skeletons in here that are pretty cool, yeah. There's the seed where <laughs> they bring... John Terry's character into a room, like the neighbor who was like complaining about the moving in and out and shit. He comes over and they're like, he gave me a phone call. So they just let this fucking dude into the house in this crime scene that's like not been investigated yet. And he is just like melted into jello. Like there's jello on the floor in a skeleton. <laughs> and they're like, it looks like an animal attack. I'm like, what kind of animal did that? Well, okay. Uh, another question. Why, what is going on with the dog situation in this place? There are so many wild dogs everywhere. <laughs> I completely forgot about this. This movie starts with John Terry going to... Going to... Going to a... Um, <laughs> Gas station to get Going gas. to a gas station, walking into the back, into the garage, and this old man being like, you're standing in dog blood. <laughs> he has five-minute speech about dogs <laughs> getting hit by axles and the meat getting caught in them. And, like, why are we still talking about dogs getting run over? Okay, Dan O'Bannon hates dogs. Let's <laughs> just get it. There were half dogs that got beat up in Split the last dogs, movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Jonesy is a great cat, but you don't see any dogs doing anything great. Oh, shit. Dan O'Bannon hates dogs. Dog hate. Fuck. Dog hate. <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> God damn it, Dan O'Bannon. <laughs> I'm glad you never made another movie now. Fucking dare you. And then you see dogs in one other scene running No, by. you you see dogs quite a bit. There are quite a really? bit early on. Like, there's one where a dog's chilling out in a graveyard. Uh, when they go to do the first time to, like, open up and, and knock on the door of Charles Dexter Ward, there's, like, a snarling dog who's like, bark, bark. And he's like, oh, I'm scared. Mm. And then Patrick Pihon like, oh, answers the door. And then he's like, oh, I'm scared now of you. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so uh -huh. the dogs show up briefly, and then as the movie go on, the dogs, like, kind of disappear, and I think you're supposed to believe that, like, they've been killing the dogs and using the flesh or whatever. For what? Oh, to eat them? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's explained in the fucking 45 minutes that's on this film <laughs> yeah, or whatever it is. Just 45 um, minutes of pure dog murder. Do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's why they released that shit in Germany. They probably <laughs> love that shit. <laughs> I mean, and, and then in the middle of this film, there's just a flashback that's just like old timey fucking. I think I think there's like a Sienna filter on here, right? <laughs> and they're running around in like fucking old timey clothes. You know, they <laughs> a trash bag with a face uh, washes up on shore <laughs> and. <laughs> They, you know, start screaming witchcraft, and they go, you know, burn, burn the witch, right? Who's uh, the ancestor of our uh, so dear beloved Chris Sarandon? So we have a bunch of interesting things to note about this. Okay, so they burn the witch. Inter interesting, interesting, really. This will be first. 
Please go ahead. Fuck you. Uh, I say interesting things 20% of the time. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I meant this movie. <laughs> this scene. So we're supposed to believe that they burn the witch, burn, 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 and then mm-hmm. somehow the the Undertaker goes in and collects the right ashes <laughs> for this man. <laughs> because the entire thing is like he goes like at the very end, he's like, I paid it the Undertaker. So that he would treat my uh, remains and keep them safe for millions of years. And then someone would come and rebirth me. So uh, if they burnt down his house, wouldn't he have also burnt? Like, so how did he get the ashes from presumably a pile of ashes, which would be a burnt house? I don't know. Could he resurrect, like... His di- old dining room. If he got this like, is the, your, the wrong ashes. This is your gripe with this movie. Yeah, yeah. And we have like, and we have, you know, a whole bunch of other ashes from other ancient wizards too that were evidently. Oh, you can get that. That's easy. eBay. I mean, we got we got Nicholas Flamel's ashes up there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, ancient easy. wizard. You know, Charles Flood. There's there's all sorts of dark wizard. Uh, at Lickness Flamel fucking gonna make the Sorcerer's Stone, you know what I mean? Oh, so I have a question about that, is like, did, um, he just not feel like resurrecting those people? Like, was he just <laughs> like, I could resurrect you, bitch, but I'm not gonna. Fuck Nicholas Flamel. He was like, fuck you, Nicholas Flamel, you would eventually lead to Harry Potter, and that's the biggest problem of all. I, I thought there was some cool, uh, stop motion, to be honest with you. There was, like, some cool stop motion bits in here. There are not a lot... Well, sorry, there are a lot of low-budget <laughs> Lovecraft adaptations, but where do you think this falls in terms of just general Lovecraft adaptations for you? I mean, this is tough because there's so many things that are, like, loosely right, Lovecraft loosely, adaptations, right. right? Like, there's so many things that are said to be a Lovecraftian. So you know what I mean? So, like, I'm trying to think of what I would actually call a Lovecraft adaptation, and I think if you really want to call them actual adaptations, I think there's surprisingly few that are direct right. adaptations of stories. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That are really good, so it just probably falls somewhere in the middle, right? Like, probably... I don't know, what, what about for you? Let me think about what my what I would think is the best Lovecraft adaptation. So, I guess, like, the only... Like, I don't know. The Necronomicon is not bad. That's a 1993 anthology. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some there's some good stuff in there. It's been a very long time since I've seen it, and I'm not even 100% I've seen the entire Colorado thing. Colorado Space is good. I, that's a director that I don't like to talk about. So. No, but that's a good movie. I've never seen it because of that, oh. though. Yeah, so I haven't seen that one. Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, Reanimator. Reanimator right. is the only one that's like the name of, and I actually like. Like, I don't even really like From Beyond that much, to be honest with you. From Beyond's good, yeah. I know you don't like it that much, but it's uh, you know. Uh, again, I think the are not that many good ones, right? Um, I think Gwen Stewart has another one, right? I haven't. Yeah, seen. Dagon. Yeah, I haven't seen the Dunwich Horror, so I can't say. But uh, Necronomicon's good. I've seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there's definitely a ton of things that you could argue are so Lovecraft-inspired that they might as well be Lovecraft. Right, right? Like if, you're, yeah. if you're going to throw In the Mouth of Madness in there, then 
that's number one for me because that's just one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know that that actually is funny because I I think like there is a fair bit of this story in like the way that this film is kind of structured actually sure. does remind me a lot of In the Mouth of Madness. But you have Sam Neill in the Mouth of Madness who's yeah. carrying the freaking first half yeah. of the movie. You and, know what I mean? And Sutter Kane is a, is a better name. It's just you know. Oh, wow, Sutter Kane's a better villain too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just a honestly i could talk a lot about the mouth of madness so you know that that it's just a really well realized conceptual idea of you know driving somebody insane right yeah i yeah it just it seems to me that like you know lovecraft doesn't really adapt well if you're trying to do straight lovecraft adaptations right yep and there's some video games out there that are pretty good as well and there's an entire, like, RPG, right? Like, Call of Cthulhu, like, you know. Which is great. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, it's a great, like, the world, right? And I have also, um, I recently read Providence, which is a graphic novel, right? Set in, you know, H.P. Lovecraft's, well, yeah, H.P. Lovecraft's world, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, It's Alan Moore, right? Alan Moore. Yeah. So, um, and it, talking it really, about wizards, it has all of that stuff in it, right? It really is just set making like Providence. Um, and this film sort of starts to do that at the beginning of this. Yeah, and then it forgets it. Like it just it it, it sets up a location at first that I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be about that. And then it's like, nah, nah, we're just in two rooms for most of the movie. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and by the way, Providence, it stinks. It's always stunk. Like that's <laughs> end of end of conversation about Providence. <laughs> Since they burned the witches, it smelled. Now, now, just enjoy me in this one office, talking very slow. He has a pretty sweet office, though. I'll be honest. Mm, I mean, the coffee's good, I guess. He's got a great secretary. He's gonna bring him a shirt. She's good. You know? She's doing a good, good job. That's a good employee. That's not a good office. I mean, he has two great employees. He's incredible employees for a shitty boss. You know, he's gonna be a terrible boss. What do you think that guy gives you for Christmas? Nothing. <laughs> a, a gibbering monster in a pit. Yeah, <laughs> gibbering monster in a oh. pit. Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're totally right. I owe you a Christmas bonus. I'll give it to you right after this, this mission right here. <laughs> Kick his ass down the pit. <laughs> so, what were those other things supposed to be? Do we really even know? I guess failed attempts to resurrect other dead because he's bringing bodies in too, right? Right. Um, oh, because the idea is the only reason he was able to resurrect him because it was a direct descendant and a blood like help. I'm guessing kind of thing. I don't fucking know, Andrew. None of that shit makes sense, especially the end. Okay, we need to talk about the end right now. We're getting to the end. Okay, if you don't want to know any spoilers, throw it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Doctor Ash, the fucking reveal is so fucking (laughs) stupid. So at the start of this movie, you meet this guy named Doctor Ash. Who's got this very, like, he's got his big beard and big old glasses. And then, you know, he's going off like Charles Dexter Word. And you're like, oh, my God, what's going on with him? And then you get a mysterious phone call. And it's like, Charles Dexter Ward being like, don't trust Dr. Ash. Don't trust him. And I'd be like, um, at that point, I would be like, hey, don't trust me if you see me with bad teeth. (laughs) Seems like there's way more easier things to warn someone about. Don't, don't. (laughs) look at my teeth look at my teeth don't trust them or anything else 
or just like I don't know, ask him about modern pop culture. You know, he won't. He won't know anything. <laughs> he won't even know who the president is. Like, ask him who the president is. If he doesn't know, throw him away. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, so we find out that Doctor Ash is the descendant uh, who got resurrected, and that man kills Charles Dexter Ward and takes his place. Kind of, he. He quote unquote takes his place, but he doesn't really do anything with that identity, really. Uh, other than, I guess, try to cash a few checks that were like, oh, these are fake checks. The writing is wrong. But we went, we were in the bank, and then we went to talk to him, and he said, no, it's my signature. So they said, well, what the fuck? Guess we're cashing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's just very dumb. Like, it's a very dumb reveal because like, about halfway through, you're like, yeah, what? So that guy's Dr. Ash, right? Because we haven't seen Dr. Ash. So I was like, because the way that this movie started was, and the way the description of when they're going through the the mythical fucking journal of bullshit, and they see that thing where there's like a, two skeletons and the skeleton is like stealing the other thing's like soul or whatever. So I was like, that was what happened was like they resurrected the skeleton boy and the skelly boy took the skin of the man we know and then he died but you find out no that's not what happened for a while there were two chris sarandons hanging out which meant they could have been doing two simultaneous sequels to fright night but instead they chose to finish this movie (laughs) and they one of them was dressed in the dumbest outfit possible with this amazing fake beard and glasses. I mean, and you guys could have been just like, hey, you go to, to... Well, I mean, that's the other thing. The idea of this guy being like, I'm going to work out in my shed. I have to. It's my job. Who's paying you to do this? Nobody. What is his job, by the way? Does he have a job? No. They, they, yes. they say old money at one point. They just say, he's old money. Old uh, money. So his job is, you know... Um, <laughs> You know, abusing workers and fucking being racist. You know what I mean? That's his job. So, no, you do not need to be out in the shed. Why is this woman hanging around this fucking dude? Goodbye. Yeah, yeah, because, like, they've only been married for, like, a few months. And she's, like, she sounds like it was, like, yeah, like, marriage was fine at first. Like, it's just as you've seen that invested in it. It doesn't sound like she's, like, wow, that was a great marriage. Right? right? She's kind of just, like, nah, he was, like, fine. And now he's being She wants the money. Then you could get a divorce. It'd be pretty easy. I don't think yeah. he signed a prenup when he was trying to resurrect his fucking ancient cousin. Your Honor, he hangs out with Doctor his boyfriend, <laughs> Doctor Ash, in a shed all night long. And <laughs> look at his teeth. I want half. All right, and she deserves it. You she know deserves, what I mean? She deserves. Give her the whole thing. He just needs a shed. The whole thing. He I mean, he's living. He's old money, and he's living in this fucking shack with um, (laughs) grass growing out of the side of it. I just... What's he doing with it anyways, except spending it on meat? I guess that's what it is. Yeah, that's the thing, because they need the meat to, like, suck out the blood, so then that's how he survives. And he's eating the meat. Yeah. But he's uh, sucking the blood. Is he even eating the meat? I thought he was just sucking the blood. Oh, he's just getting rid of He's just throwing the meat in the back? That's a fucking waste. That's why there's all those dogs around. When he was, like, yelling at the, the nurse, he was like, I want a, a super bloody steak. It's got to be bloody. It's got to be a bloody steak. And she's like, we are a mental hospital in the early 90s. We are very underpaid and understaffed. Uh, you're not getting good food, I don't think. 
I mean, you're lucky you're getting a bed. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, that's the reality. But uh, I don't think they have like extra bloody steaks for you. I'm just guessing. So mm-hmm. why I don't understand why he just allowed himself to go into the Sailor's Isles. The way that he speaks about his plan is like, ah, so after a while they will declare me sane and let me out of here. And then I will get my teeth fixed and live the jolly good old way of America. <laughs> but he doesn't even I'll get my teeth fixed. He, there is a line where he says that. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, why'd you come here in the first place? Could you not have just like faked your identity some other way? Like you don't need this guy's money that bad. You're just hanging out in a shack. You're not using the money for anything other than buying meat. I will get dental implants. <laughs> they have crest 3D white now. The world is my command. Uh, what the fuck? I just love the fact that he just thinks eventually he would be declared sane and released. <laughs> like, he was revealed to have, like, murdered people. That dude was, like, doing Ed Gein shit. And he thought he was just going to be, like, uh, uh, someone would check him off and say, you're good. You're good to go, my friend. <laughs> They also have already established he's a cannibal, right? Yeah, what is he eating in the freaking hospital? Other than, I guess, he just, like, eat content with the steaks? Because he, like, keeps going, like, My hunger is great, and I'm so hungry. And I'm like, is it? So why are you here? Like, go somewhere else. leave. You could leave at any time. You could break out of that straight jacket in three minutes. He, But then this orderly is like, hey... <laughs> let's this let's the fu- John Terry in is like enjoy your time with the cannibal. If you need anything, hit that button, and just walks away. <laughs> well, yeah, and I love when he hits the button and one guy comes. It like, shuts the door behind him. <laughs> it shuts it behind. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if you push that button, you should have more than one person show up. It, that's all they have working at this hospital is like two people. Yeah, because they're spending know? the rest of it on meat for this one patient. You're also not letting the dangerous man-eating cannibal uh, get visitors with somebody bringing in a suitcase with God knows what. A, <laughs> a suitcase check. full of bones. Why does he keep the bones? Why does he keep the bones? Suitcase in a suitcase with a robe. <laughs> in fairness, that's what that's all. That's also what's in Joe, Joe Biden's suitcase. <laughs> well, he is the skeleton. A wizard's uh, robe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so like. Do you think he was just gonna like set up the like the skeleton and just like get clothes, just try on the skeleton if it fits the skeleton? Oh, cool! It can fit me now. Like, is that what he's gonna do? Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, like, I no other reason. Like everyone else, he got the ashes. At the very least, you think he would go and burn the ashes? If you burnt his ashes, do you think that it would happen? Like, if if he's been resurrected, right? So if his ashes got burnt, would Return of the Living Dead happen? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you get yeah. a thousand Chris Sarandons with bad teeth. <laughs> Subsequently worse and worse teeth as it goes on. <laughs> it's like the multiplicity effect, but it only affects the oh, teeth. shit. That's the movie. <laughs> They're all the multiplicity. They're all taking turns. <laughs> fucking going to work in the office. All taking turns having sex with Andy McDowell. Isn't that what happens in that movie? That does happen. That does happen. And it gets very uncomfortable. <laughs> because, like, the it third does. clone That's what is... the entire movie is about. Yeah, anyways. The entire movie yeah, that is, is about... what the entire movie is about. 
and the like the last clone is portrayed in a way that makes some of the sense oh, yeah. very uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> it also sleeps with Annie McDowell, I think. Yes, yes, that's why it's uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's uncomfortable. Because he is supposed to be mentally have like the mental capacity of a child, and it's very creepy. It's like big all over again. Yeah, um, yeah, but like in fairness, in big, she thinks he's like a normal person, right? That's just very like childlike. Well, yeah, right? and in, in in multiplicity, she thinks it's her husband. Who I don't know. There's no way she actually thinks that's her husband. She's just like fuck <laughs> open relationship time. <laughs> what? Is There's it? no way she thinks all of those individuals with completely disparate. <laughs> personalities are her husband we have gone so far off of the <laughs> return we are arguing about the multiplicity you were about to say the resurrected by the way because you started with re and didn't end that word and i just want to be clear talking about multiplicity that the word you were going to say is resurrected oh, i said the returned oh the return it's the resurrected <laughs> but yeah, I heard oh what and I was like, no, <laughs> that was not what I was. Oh no, oh, <laughs> no, I got, I got, I got canceled. canceled. Like, this said a freaking nineteen ninety one. That was nineteen. That was eighteenth century Andrew <laughs> using that word. <laughs> I can't wait for someone who gets canceled to try that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, my Twitter account was taken <laughs> over by my great-great-grandfather, an evil wizard named Bartholomew. <laughs> All right, Jordan Peterson, you've convinced us. Okay, we okay. <laughs> okay, Jordan Peterson, we'll unlock your <laughs> Twitter account. <laughs> you know that dude has some dark wizards in his fucking past. You know what I mean? <sighs> You know, no, he's got grand wizards in the past. Anyway, uh, like I wonder Fuck. what what was nineteen ninety one like for horror movies? Cause it's trying to like. I bet it was good. It's not. It's the nineties. That's kind of a bit iffy. Yeah, but it's like almost the eighties. You know what I mean? Alligator two, <laughs> the mutation. I mean, people under the stairs, the silence of the lambs, Cape Fear, <laughs> body parts, body parts. Come on, body parts. Yeah. Child's Play 3, Subspecies, Subspecies, um, subsequent movies aren't great, but the first one's not bad. Oh, Omen for the Awakening, we watched that together. Hey. Mm, Jesus, that's a bad one. <laughs> Nothing But Trouble. Scanners 2, The New Order. Sometimes oh they come back. I mean, you got the Adams Family in there. Voodoo the Dawn. Adams Family. That's a good movie. Ghoulies oh, movie. go to college. Andrew. <laughs> uh, Delicatessen. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. Wait a minute. In this list of 1991 horror movies, they have Barton Fink listed. I just wanted to say, when I, you know, when I made the joke when I was looking through and I, I clicked on Voodoo Dawn and I said that word. That's based off of a book by uh-huh. John A. Rousseau. So, it's all connected. Oh, it's okay. all connected. Also has Tony Todd and Gina Gershon in it. Oh, interesting. Now I want to check it out. Mm. 1991 has some great horror movies. Friday's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Come on. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty good. 
I like it. I not like a good movie, but I, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's not a good movie, but I enjoy it. What are your final thoughts on the 1991 film The Resurrected? Wait a minute. I have further thoughts on multiplicity before we finish. I don't, I don't, I think this movie's fine. Like, I mean, I get it. I don't think it's a great movie, but I also sort of think it's totally fine. Like, I could see this being on something that should have been on, like, USA in rotation, and it feels like this movie's just, like, nobody's seen it. Do you know what I mean? It's really weird to me. It's not that bad. It's great, no, but there's some elements that are cool. And yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's almost because there's only two movies. If you're going to compare this to Return of the Living Dead, I think that's sort of unfair. And this movie is just kind of mid. But it's fine. And there's stuff I enjoyed about it. I'd give it, let you know, we don't do ratings on this, but I'd say like a five and a half, you know? I, it's weird that you do out of ten. You rank out of 10. I don't know, Andrew. Does it fucking matter? It's all arbitrary anyways. Yeah, no, of course not. Uh, you know, there are, there are we, you know, Jason, I, we've watched some bad movies together. You yeah. Know I mean? We've watched some bad movies together. So, you know, it's not like, this is not like a made-for-TV Riverdale actor appears in movie, Correct. right? Like, it's not, it's not that bad. Or Jake Paul movie. Or Jake Paul. Or Space Jam, A New Legacy. Well, yeah. Or Don't Look Up. <laughs> this isn't a Don't Look Up situation. It's much better. No, it's, it's better <laughs> um, uh, where I would rank this in our list of bad movies is um, I still think The Last Dinosaur is better than this movie. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, you know. <laughs> You're getting dunk. Uh, yes, uh, one of the best protagonists in the history of film. I mean, what do you, maced in thrust, there's no maced in thrust in this movie. <laughs> one of the most sober and. <laughs> if Chris Sarandon was doing a Mason thrust as the other one. This movie would be top tier. This would be S tier movie, <laughs> right? If he was just dr- if he was like just a dr- like that would make this movie incredible. If I think if they let him have more, fun. yes, yes, yeah. If he was doing that, like he was just a drunk schlub or just like an asshole, how much more fun? He wouldn't even need to be like incompetent necessarily. If he's just doing an almost a Jerry like dick, it'd be fun. That yeah, would save yeah. this movie, quite honestly, and make it top tier, I think. But instead, yeah, I agree. I not agree. If, any it was, fun. if it was, had like a yeah. more sense of fun. Uh, you know, this movie's fine. I don't think you should rush out to see it. But if you're interested in completing the filmography. I mean, you can't rush out to see it, really. Um, the only place where I found it was on the Internet Archive. So I don't think you could rush out. To see. I mean, I guess there's a blue Blu-ray or purchase the Blu-ray. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, from Germany to get the two hours and seventy minute cut. I am gonna if do that. one of you does that, you have to like tell us. I'm gonna do it. I might do it. Guys, I might do it. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> if you have any recommendations, comments, complaints, or angry outbursts, go ahead and send them to roebuck.andrew at gmail.com. That's R O E B U C K dot A N D R E W at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful night.